0: So today we begin our summer series called At The Movies, and I love going to the movies. How many of you guys like going to the movies? I love it. I love getting that big bucket of popcorn. And yes, I am one of those, that I load this down. I have them stop about a quarter of the way, load it up with the butter, half the way, load up with the butter, three quarters of the way. Anybody else with me? Clog my arteries, baby. I love the butter. Now, we didn't give you this big of a bucket this morning because when I go to those new movie theaters now, I get that large bucket, I get my big Coke, and they have those reclining seats, and I fall asleep. So we intentionally didn't give you that this morning. Who wants this bucket? There's a refill. Here you go, right here. Take. Somebody wants this bucket? Nobody wants this bucket. Okay, there we go. Alright, so I love going to the movies. I grew up over in Eden and uh, during the summertime, especially I love going to the movies because Eden has a drive-in movie theater and we would pack up the truck or whatever, the car, we carry our seats and we go out and sit on the stars and sometimes they do a double feature, sometimes they do a triple feature. I hear this weekend they're showing Toy Story 4 and Aladdin. Anybody want to go tonight? I mean two incredible movies over there at the Eden drive-in. I love, love, love going to the movies. I love that we're doing this series. It's been a few years since we've done this series. We're bringing it back, and uh, it's just phenomenal because I believe if Jesus were here living in our time, I think this is the kind of thing Jesus would do because when Jesus was here, he told stories. We call them parables. He told stories that were applicable to people during that time, and he would pull out a lesson that he tried to teach them and how they could use that in their life, and that's exactly what we're going to do throughout this entire series. Now today, I have the privilege of kicking this whole thing off with one of my favorite movies of the last four or five years now. The movie came out back in Christmas of uh, 2017. Uh, it's called The Greatest Showman: Show of Hands. How many of you guys have seen this movie? Oh, my goodness. Isn't it good? Even if you don't like a musical, this movie is phenomenal. It's the storyline of P.T. Barnum, played by Hugh Jackman, does a phenomenal job in the start of what you and I have come to know as The Circus. Now, like with any movie, there are going to be things in the movie and even some of the clips that we may show here uh, in our services that we don't agree with everything uh, that they're doing. We're not trying to promote a certain type of lifestyle. So if you see something in there and you're like, I can't believe they showed that at church. Please don't send me an email tomorrow. It's okay. We're just going to relax. Hopefully by the end of this, you'll see what we're trying to do throughout this series. So without further ado, the trailer of The Greatest Showman. Check it out.
1: Hey everybody, if you're seeing this video, it means that right now you're joining us live online for a service here at the Summit, or maybe you're catching up on a service from our message archive or even our YouTube channel. Right now, we are in a summer series called At The Movies where all throughout this series, we're gonna be showing popular movie clips live in our services here at the Summit. And because of copyright restrictions, we actually can't show the same clips online that we're showing in our services but we still want you to be able to follow along so if you're watching right now live if you look over in the chat window when we show a clip live in service we'll actually post a link to the same clip that can be found on youtube and you can follow along and if you're catching up on our message archives or even on our youtube channel you can find the same links directly below the video so we hope that you'll continue tuning in and hang out with us through our summer movie series
0: So one of the underlying themes throughout this entire movie is that things and people aren't always what they seem to be. In fact, if you've been to the circus, this is what you probably went to the circus is what you ended up loving to go to the circus to see is because things that you would noticely maybe uh, most of the time see on the surface when it came to people or things, you go and you see them do something, you go, man, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I wasn't expecting that person to fly through the sky. You know, I've seen Elephants do a lot of stuff, but I wasn't expecting that. So one of the themes throughout this entire movie is that things and people, they're not always what they seem to be. And a lot of times what you and I do is we'll look at something on the surface, especially when it comes to people. We'll look at them on the surface and we'll think one thing, and we never get to know the real part of who they are or what they do. And a lot of times on the surface we will judge people by the way they look, or about what they say, or about what they do in their life, much like in this movie. And what we're hoping today is, before you leave, is that if you and I are willing to look a little deeper than the surface, that maybe, just maybe, we will see ourselves, and we'll begin to see other people in a different light. Now, in this first scene that we're about to watch, PT is about to, they're about to do their very first show. And a lot of the cast, I mean, they're extremely nervous. If you've seen the movie, you know that they have had a certain lifestyle up until this point where they've been told they're, they're basically no good for anything. In fact, their parents hit them away from a lot of things. And PT is trying to encourage these cast members to come out of their shell. So what you're about to see is PT doing that. Pay close attition, attention to how he does it. Check out this clip. Hey, and anybody else want to go join the circus? Run off and join the circus this morning. They definitely look like... By the end of this scene that we just watched, that the cast seems to be building in confidence. They seem to be finding their place, finding who they are, and finding that they actually have something that they can give value to. You see, P.T. Barnum, he had this incredible ability to see beyond what most people said. He had this ability to see beyond the surface and what other people had said about these people because all of their lives, all they had ever heard was that they were freaks, that they were outcasts, that they didn't belong in society. And PT had the ability to look beyond what everybody else said. In fact, as you're just watching this scene as young Tom is getting up on the horse and PT, he goes over to encourage him. He says these words. He says, I see it in your eyes. You believe the lies that you need to hide your face. Maybe for you, Today, you would say, man, there's been a point in my life that I, needed, I felt like I needed to hide my face. You know, I started to believe the lies of what everybody else had told me about myself, and I felt like I just needed to hide the way. But PT, he said to him, he says, but there is more to you. You cannot be afraid. Come alive. Come alive and go and light your light. See, this was so strange for these guys because all of their life, they had been told, you don't even have a light to light. You have nothing to offer society. You have no value. In fact, you learn in this movie that their own parents had, were so embarrassed by their physical abnormalities that they hid them away. They were, got tired of their kids getting laughed at, so they just kind of sheltered them in a different place. The PT comes along and he says, no, 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 there, there's more to you. You don't need to believe the lies of what everybody else has said about you. You don't need to hide your face. You need to come alive. See, P.T. Barnum had this ability to not just see it in them, but he had the ability also to call it out of them so that they too would find a confidence in believing that they did have something to offer, that they did have a light that they could go and light. Earlier, right before this scene, P.T. hears about um, this woman who has a beard that most of us guys would kill to be able to grow. I mean, she's got a full on beard and he's intrigued by it. So he goes to, to find her, right? And he walks into this place where he hears that she works and he hears this magical voice of someone singing. He walks in and his daughters are with him and everybody at works there. They're like, sir, you cannot be in here, Sir, Please, you need to stop. You do not want to go back there because they have her kind of hidden in the back of this this warehouse as she's working. And there's even a sheet that's covering where she's working so nobody else has to look at her all day. PT goes back and he rips back the sheet. And eyes big, he says, extraordinary, unique, dare I even say beautiful. Can you imagine what she must've felt like in this moment? I mean, she's probably had a lot of words yelled at her, but those probably were the furthest ones she had ever heard. She probably hadn't heard beautiful in a long time. And our hope today is that you will leave here knowing this, is that this is much like the heart of your heavenly father. See, just like P.T. Barnum, your heavenly father looks at you and says, you are beautiful, you are unique, You are made in his image. And no matter what the lies of what the world has told you, no matter what you feel like you have started to believe, and maybe you've believed it so much that you felt like you needed to hide your face, your heavenly father sees you as beautiful. In fact, just like PT, he hung out with a lot of misfits, those that in his society in the first century were considered outcasts. I mean, he went as far as to call them into his inner circle. Let me give you an example his disciples, he called fishermen. I mean, in this time, fishermen was the lowest of lows. I mean, they were uneducated, smelly, haven't taken a bath in a long time, and they were kind of the lowest of the low of this society. Now, if you're a fisherman today, I'm sorry, that's just the way it was back then. But Jesus goes and he says, look, guys, if you're willing to walk away from this gig, if you're willing to walk away from something that the value that's been placed on you is so small. If you're willing to come with me, I'm willing to make you fishermen of men. Fishermen of men, I mean, what do you mean here, Jesus? I mean, what he's practically saying is, guys, listen, if you'll walk away from, from this life and come with me, not only do I see value in you, but I'm gonna call it out, I'm gonna give you a place that you can belong, and here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a movement called the church, and it's gonna radically change the rest of the world forever. And I'm going to do it through you. What? Fishermen? I mean, Jesus, did you make some mistake? I mean, these guys, they're just fishermen. See, he didn't stop there. See, Jesus had a way of finding the outcast, the marginalized and shining light on them and bringing the value to their life and allowing them to be a part of the big picture. He actually hung out with tax collectors. Tax collectors in this time were known for just robbing people. I mean, they would take taxes to give back to the king, but they would also kind of take a little extra and pad their pockets with it. So, I mean, their reputation in this society was the lowest of lows. And Jesus hung out with them, invited them to be a part of his movement. In fact, he goes over to have dinner with one of the tax collectors at one point. And just like P.T. Barnum, Jesus had critics. He had Pharisees, he had religious leaders, and they were always, always saying, what are you doing? Luke 5 records this. The Pharisees said to Jesus, Jesus, why do you hang out with such scum? Such scum, I mean, that I mean, that's kind of low scum. And Jesus replies and he says this to them. He said, healthy people don't need a doctor. He said, sick people do. And I have come to call not those who think that they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners and need to repent. You see, Jesus was known for going after the people that were marginalized. He wasn't looking for the people who felt like they had it all together. They knew every book of the Bible. They could just quote everything about Jesus, or about everything about the Bible. There, he wasn't looking for those type of people. He was looking for those who were the marginalized, the outcast. And he gave value to them. And then he said, you can actually belong. PT, he allowed them the chance to belong in the circus. But Jesus said, you can belong in my church. You see, ultimately, God sees value in people that feel devalued. And then he invites them to belong. God sees value in the devalued, and he invites them to belong. So i got two questions for you today. Is one, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? I mean, are you the kind of person where you have started to believe the lies that other people have told you in your life? Teenagers, maybe at school, you got this bully and he constantly is just, or she's constantly just wanting to devalue you. Because she feels like, or he feels like it, it, it gives value to themselves. It brings them up. Have you started to believe the lies? of what they've told you? Have you felt like you needed to hide away and hide your face? Or maybe for you adults, you have felt like that you got passed up for that job opportunity once again. I mean, it just seems to always pass you by and now you're to the point to where you're like, man, I don't think I'm ever gonna get out of this rut that I'm in. Or maybe for you, you've had so many failed relationships that now you're starting to feel like, man, am I even worthy of being loved the way that I want to be loved in my life? How do you see yourself? Are you going to choose to believe the lies of what the world says about you? Or are you going to choose to believe what God says about you? He says that you are unique, that you are beautiful, that you are made in his image. Ephesians 2.10, Paul says that we are his masterpiece. You're not just another piece of art. You are his masterpiece. You are set apart from the rest of the world. How do you choose to see yourself. And then the second question is this, how do you choose to see the world? You see, PT had this ability to to see the world different from what everybody else said about the world. He saw the value in people. He saw that people that just felt like that they were just outcasts, he saw them as different. And he said, you have a light to be shine, to shine. And that's exactly what our heavenly father says that we are supposed to do is go and shine his light so that others would know him. How do you and I see the world? Are you going to be the kind of person that goes and just hangs out with those who constantly are devaluing other people? Or are you going to be the kind of person that calls out the beauty in others? Teenagers, listen, your schools, they got enough bullies in them. they got enough people that are constantly being critical about everybody else. Your schools, what they need is for you to look for those people and go, you know what? That's not true about you. What that person said about you, that's not true. You actually have value. You're unique because God made you unique. And you should shine your light. In fact, I want you to hang out with me. I want you to come. This is a place where you can belong. Are we going to be the kind of church even where we allow people to come that are different from us, even morally different from us, and let them know that this is a place that they can belong before they believe? I mean, what if we were to be the kind of church, we talk about this all the time, but what if we were to be the kind of church where our community knows more for what we are for than what we are against? I mean, I hope that our community gets to the point where they go, you know, I I don't know if I believe in this whole church thing, but let me tell you, that church up there, I went. And it is definitely a place for sick people because it's a place where people can get help because they want you to know that you can belong before you believe. It's a place where anybody can be accepted, that anybody can come and belong a part of our circus, our church. How are you and I going to see the world? I hope today that we leave here and we know that not only are, are we made in God's image, that everybody around us is made in God's image, and that you and I have the chance to share his love with people so that they know that there is value in their life. Now, the cool thing about this movie and about the redemption story of the gospel is that no matter how you've gotten it up into this point, if you feel like, man, I have failed at this, you know, I haven't loved myself the way I know that God loves me, or maybe you feel like, man, I just have done a horrible job of calling out the value in other people. No matter where you see yourself today, the beautiful thing is that God gives us a second chance much like he did P.T. at the end of this movie. Check out this next scene. Don't you love just a good comeback story? The cool thing is, is that the God that you and I serve, he is the author of the greatest comeback story that there ever was. That Jesus is the greatest comeback story that has ever taken place. And it's so true that at some point in our lives, we just need a do-over. We just need a, a fresh start. We need a a from-now-on moment even for ourselves. And I believe today that God wants to offer us that type of from-now-on moment, that no matter what you, how you've gotten this whole value thing uh, before up into this moment, that from now on you can choose that you are going to do things different, that from now on you're going to love yourself and see yourself the way God sees you, that from now on you're going to choose to call out the beauty in others you're going to choose to show value to other people in the world. Just like uh, PT, that from just all of us, at some point, we need a from now on moment. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, you and I can experience a new start. Second Corinthians 5 to 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. The new is here for you, for all those who have accepted the free gift that Christ gives us. From now on, we can be set apart. We can be new. We can be a new person that you and I can get a do over. I love this last scene because in this last scene, the roles of the characters, they reverse a little bit. And I want to point out what I mean. See, at one point there was this group of people that felt like that they had no value, that they had nothing to offer the world. And along comes this guy. And because he chose to see beyond the surface, because he chose to ignore what the rest of society had said, he called out the value in them. And now it is that person who has hit rock bottom. I mean, PT has lost everything. He's lost the fame, the fortune, the circus. He's lost his, his marriage, his family, his kids. And now it's those people who walk through the doors. Those people who have received love from somebody else are now the people that are sharing it back with that person. They're now the person that's saying, hey, listen, yeah, you screwed up, but you don't have to be defined by that. You can choose right now that from now on, things are gonna be different from you. It was those people who received love that are now sharing it. And I love that because it goes right along with our mission statement to receive and share the love of Jesus. You see, you and I have been to the point where we have received his love and now God calls us to share his love with the rest of the world. And today, maybe for you, your from now on moment means that you just need to receive his love for the very first time. Today could be your day. That from now on, you will be set apart because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. That from now on, you can be guaranteed eternal life. And today could be your day where you receive that love for the very first time. But those for those of us that have already received his love, it doesn't stop with us. Now is it our chance to share his love with the rest of the world so that other people know that they have value, receive and share the love of Jesus. You see, everything changes for P.T. For Barnum in this movie when he gets to the point at rock bottom and somebody walks through the door and they say, no, 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 no. You don't have to be defined by that. And PT realizes that, yes, I screwed up. But from now on, things are going to be different for me. So I want to leave you with this. Is What is your from now on moment today? What is your from now on moment? Maybe today, for the very first time, you just need to say, God, from now on, I don't want to do this all alone. I need you in my life. And today, God, I just want to receive that love. And I want to know that I am valuable. Maybe you've never had somebody in your life say that to you. Or maybe today your from now on moment is you need to leave here different. And you need to be the kind of person in our community that people look at and go, man, they call out value in other people. They see the world different through their eyes because you know why? They see the world through Christ's eyes. What does your from now on moment look like today for you? Whatever that is, I want to give you a chance just to say that to God right now in this moment. If you could just bow your heads, close your eyes. As I pray, you tell God, what does that moment look like for you today? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gospel. I thank you so much, God, for the greatest comeback story that has ever been told. That God, we had no value apart from you, God. We're all just a bunch of outcasts, sinners, marginalized. That God, you saw something in us, so much value in us that you would send your only son to die on a cross. God, I pray that that would be real for each of us in this room. That no matter what we have heard from the rest of the world, no matter what that person at school has said about us, no matter what that person at work, no matter what that ex-relationship, ex-wife, ex-husband, no matter what other people have said about us, God, you say that we are your masterpiece and that, God, we are so valuable that you would give up your only son to die on a cross and take on our sins and the sins of the world. God, I pray right now, whatever from now on moment we need today, may we choose to walk out of this place different, May we choose to walk out of here saying, from now on, may that be our anthem. From now on, I'm going to love my kids and see the value in my kids and call it out of them. From now on, I'm gonna call out the beauty that you created my spouse to be. That from now on, I'm gonna call out the value in the marginalized, the outcast. From now on, God, I'm gonna love people and see people the way you see them and the way you love them. Starting today, My from now on moment is that I will show the world that you love them through how I treat them. God, help us to do just that. Thank you for this movie and for the great example it is for us to be able to look at and learn some life lessons for ourselves. I pray this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, we're so excited that you were here for our very first week of At The Movies. Next week, we are doing Jurassic World. Pastor Jonathan will be back with us. It's going to be a fantastic movie. Make sure you're inviting your friends, your neighbors, co-workers, everybody you know to come. This is such a fantastic series for you to bring somebody that is unchurched, dechurched, or overchurched, and let them have some fun with us. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you back next week. See you.